Thanks for listening to the episode, everybody. Uh, we, we didn't get our contact out there, which we wanted to do during the show, but we often forget. Um, I am John. I'm at John Ensman. And uh, my partner, Justin, is at InRingArt on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we are at Wrestling and Podcast on Instagram and at Wrestling and Pod on Twitter. So now that we have the contact info out of the way, we have a great episode, a long episode about wrestling and toys, specifically action figures. So let's get into it. Here we go. wrestling and today we're gonna talk about wrestling and toys and specifically action figures because they are the most popular wrestling toy but i mean look you go to walmart well maybe don't go to walmart but you go to target or walgreens or cvs even there's wrestling figures there i mean little fake wrestling rings and all that stuff Uh, you know wrestling toys huh no real wrestling rings? No, no real ones. Uh, <laughs> wrestling toys are popular, and they've been for a really long time, at least since mm-hmm. the 80s in America. And not only are they popular for kids, but there's an avid collector's market, which is actually on fire right now. And yes, seems it like it is as big as it's ever been. Um, action figures, little rubber stretchy guys, old toy belts, all that stuff. And, you know, we're going to talk about when promotions realize that they could market themselves this way. And why adults spend so much money trying to get these things. I mean, it's like Pokemon cards and comics, you know. There's such a hardcore fan base for all this. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about that with my great co-host, Justin. Hey, hey, hey. But before we talk about that, what is your favorite chain pizza? Chain pizza? Yeah, chain pizza. Like all like the burger, like the the, the burger, the um, Pizza Huts and the the Dominoes and the Papa Johns, and Little Caesars, Little C. I don't really like any of those, to be honest with you. Um, if you had to choose one, if I had to choose one, I really don't want to. Um, I mean, I'll still it's pizza, so I'll eat it, so it's fine. But um, gosh. I don't know. Maybe like Domino's Thin Crust or something like that if I had to. I don't know. Forgive my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. He is deep into drawing right now. He's a madman. No, it's hard to get him. A little bit, but I'm here. It's hard to get him off of that artwork. I'm living, I'm living the gimmick right now, but I'm, you know, I'm fully <laughs> Well, it sounds like. What about like, you, man? It sound, I don't know. Like, it sounds like Justin but, has no passion for chain pizza. Also, he lives in L.A., so he doesn't have to eat chain pizza, right? Well, I mean, we have some decent pizza around here, but it's not like New York or anything like that. Well, I mean, but... The... What kind of pizza? I know you said you grabbed the pizza tonight. Where'd you go? I like Domino's for the chain pizza. It used to be Papa John's, but I think they fell off hard after the Papa quit. Or no, yeah, he, got fu- he, got, he got fired for saying some racist too'd. stuff. Yeah, he got me too'd in two hours. Yeah, he, he got me too'd. He did some pretty racist stuff. Then Shaq bought him. You know what actually right? happened to dude is he claims that... 
he was in a meeting and that he used a very bad word as an example and then they fired him but uh i, used I heard to... he used to get kind of drunk and do stupid shit anyway so whatever he probably mm, sound... had it coming sounds a little like me but um yeah, he, uh, uh, we're talking about Papa John now. I, I thought Papa John's was the best, but now Domino's, I think Pizza Hut fell off. Like, it's very cardboardy to me. And Little Caesars is not worth eating. Um, I mean, we're honestly just talking about the dumbest smart kid, right? Or the smartest dumb kid right now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I like Domino's, man. I mean, well, well, you, I don't think it's bad. No, it's pizza. So, I mean, it's not bad, but I mean. Our New York listeners I, are turning off right now. Well, yeah, of course. And well, even I'm kind of turning off this, <laughs> that kind of thing. But, um, you know, it's like, like I think I said one week, an underrated good pizza. I don't know if they have them in your neck of the woods. They probably do. Whole Foods. Yeah, they, Whole Foods is pretty good. Yeah. I do like Whole, whole Foods. Foods you pizza. order a whole pizza and. Um, How about Costco? Costco's is, is fine. I think we've it's talked a little about sloppy. that on the pod. But anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, I, I would go for Whole Foods if I had to pick, you know, something I needed quick in a bind. I give them a call and they have it ready in fifteen or twenty. I'm going what? with Whole Foods. I gotta say, I've I've read a lot of things online that are like, "What are your biggest complaints about podcasts?" And I've seen a lot of people say, um, like banter before before the. Subject. I think people <laughs> like the banter. I think people like when it's natural. I give a shit. If they, yeah. if they, you know, if they were complaining online about it, we'd stop. Well, that's I, I guess that's true. And if anyone we'll does, get to the topic. If anyone does complain about it, I'm still not going to stop. If so, they like you, they like you. So whatever. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, you you did not watch Rampage tonight, right? No, no. I'm going to catch up on it later because I was out with the kids with their flag footballs and whatnot. Can I can I so. talk about it for a minute? Yeah, please do. Cool. Spoil um, the shit out of it. I didn't see all of it. I missed the women's match. Um, okay. I would say sadly, but it didn't. It didn't look amazing. It was the bunny versus red velvet. So right. didn't see that one. Um, but the first match was Brian Danielson versus oh jeez, uh, Bowens, Bowens, the the uh, the guy with Max Caster, the tag team, Anthony Bowens. I think that's his name. Um, that match was pretty damn good. It was quick. Um, you know, he, he, Brian finished him off with the LaBelle lock and, you know, mm-hmm. it was a quick match. There were a lot of back and forth. Um, it wasn't like anything crazy, but you know, Danielson's one of those guys. He's just a great wrestler. Um, the, there, there, there were two awesome segments on the show. The first was CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston promo battle. My right. God, dude, you gotta watch that one. I, I mean, I can't wait. I'm very excited about it. Th- th- these are two of the best speakers in wrestling right now. Yeah. And I mean, wow, they went off on each other, and they both kind of—I don't know, man. CM Punk kind of came off as a dick. He he really okay. felt like he didn't really didn't like Eddie. Eddie was just off the hinge, and uh, they Wait. had a big brawl. We need we need a little it's I we need a little Dixie on Punk I think uh, it's it's due I, I think at some point the the love affair with the fans has got it is just not it, I don't think it'll I'm end, not but... saying it isn't but it just appears sometimes to be a little disingenuous like yeah come on you know this was a guy who was 
telling the fans to go fuck themselves, <laughs> you know, at, in ti- at various times. He There's is kind best. of the inked-in version. Does that look a little better now? Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah, that looks good, man. <clears throat> um, little Osprey. I haven't drawn him. My kids I haven't drawn him draw sit- Osprey, for a long so. time, you said, right? A very long time. I drew him back when I started the account um, in, you know, May, June of uh, 2020. Yeah. And... He was one of those guys that kind of got named out in that <sighs> the Me Too stuff when that yeah. happened. And I kind of avoided him for a while. But, you know, because... Yeah. Now, did you draw? <laughs> did, did you end up drawing David Starr or Joey Ryan pre-Me Too? I would have never <clears throat> even drawn... I was actually... Before Joey Ryan, or excuse got me, speaking named, out, I guess is what what I meant to say. Right before Joey Ryan uh, was was you know outed for that bullshit um, that he did. Um, I was like kind of he was like an any day now kind of I was gonna draw him any day. Really? And David Starr wouldn't even been on my radar. Really? Yeah, I'm not even really familiar with what any of his shit to be honest with you. Oh, he, he 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 was good. Well, he. You know, was there, but uh, he that it's just absolutely disgusting. Um, not even yeah. worth getting into. And in fact, we're probably talking about them more than they deserve. So let's uh, yeah. immediately move on. Um, the, yes, please. The last match was um, Johnny Hungy versus Adam Cole, and that match was sick. It was super fast paced, indie style, NXT almost style match. You know, older in NXT, just high paced. Bang, bang, bang. And uh, Cole won, but boy, Johnny came close a few times. And Johnny is, John Silver is just, he just always impresses, man. He, he looks great. He's a great, uh, a great character. And he had that, when the, when the match against Darby Allen, he had, when he got hurt, right? Was that the one where he injured his shoulder? Mm, Was the Darby I Allen? So. I think he got a, he got a TNT title shot. And he just delivered great. And this is a guy who really came into his own from being the elite. Yeah. And yeah. on those skits with, um, you know, the great, late great Brody Lee, Brody Lee and the yeah. Dark Order stuff during the pandemic, that was just some of the best, um, arguably some of the greatest content in wrestling during that time was the being the elite. Well, it was definitely um, my favorite being the elite, as I really don't think the show is that great altogether. But back then, whenever Brody would come in and just say, you fucking idiots, it was the funniest oh, shit and ever. Just, you know, tell him to hit him with the papers. and I, I um, loved the, the stuff character with Johnny dynamic. Hungy. Uh, that, was, that is arguably the best wrestling-related con- content of the pandemic. You know, we're talking... From you know April to October or whatever yeah, it was to, to the during summer, that yeah. summer, it was just just such tremendous stuff in being the elite with the Dark Order, and that's when uh, John Silver really kind of came into his own and started developing that character. And they've they've you know given him credit for taking something that was good on the being the elite and mm-hmm. translated it into what he's doing now on and, well, TNT. And, and, and him, uh, who is actually, he's a talented wrestler, but, you know, the, the whole Dark Order in a way, you know? Um, you know, and, you know, you Brody's, Brody's passing, um, as terrible as it was, you know, um, you know, a lot of us, like, we're like, you know, 
this, these Dark Order guys, like, they, just seeing them, how emotional and real they were about it, because it was really their friend, you know? Yeah. Um, that kind of, like, changed the audience's perspective on them. Now, I don't like comparing real-life events to wrestling stuff, but it simply just happens. Um, so... Um, yeah, he was great tonight, and, you know, Adam Cole makes him look n- not that short, you know? Adam Cole makes Johnny John Silver look not as short. Yeah, because I think John Silver's probably about 5'3", and if I had <laughs> to take a guess at Adam Cole, is probably about 5'8", at the very tallest. At the very tallest, but I'm sure he's listed as 5'10". Um, yeah. So, yeah, we are going to talk about wrestling and toys, which was a funny title. Uh, sh- well, uh, anyway, sh- should we just address quickly the all those releases from WWE today, or is that even worth our time? Uh, we can address them real quick, and um, yeah. you know, just we're, say we're that not, we cover the we're not going to have opinions on every single person. I don't think yeah. because some of these people are you know not as well. Uh, we we don't know them that well. You know? There was a few that I didn't know, but it could have been like I know that Blake Christian went under some other name. Um, okay, you know. Yeah, I am pulling up the Observer here, which has the whole list. Um, I think Alvarez really, you know, put it out. Alvarez put it out. The whole. I list. think Alvarez was the okay, one that I, I saw I, people I, keep quoting. I got it here. So, um, all right. So the the main roster, big surprise here, but not a big surprise too. If you consider what's been going on the last year, Keith Lee. Yeah, it seemed like they probably would have cut him if he didn't get sick. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, no, I no, 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 they... no, no. It's not you. It, it, it's just imagine your job, bro. You take, you get COVID, you know. Uh, you're sick for, you quarantine for two weeks. You can't come to work. And then you come back and a month later, they're like, sorry, bro. We can't No, I mean, anymore. I'm sure that happens in a lot of places. There's got to be laws against that, right? Well, the law is they can't fire you when you are sick. Well, and they're independent contractors. So Yeah. Um, right. Keith Lee. Oh, man. And we've got a weird situation here, too, man, because when you get into Tony Khan's mind, he's just hired so many people. And it's hard to think, like, you know, can't, you can't just keep, or can you, you know? You can't just keep adding and adding and adding. Uh, maybe you can. I mean, it seems like... Once they have this great group of people and finding space for these new guys might be difficult without pushing some other guys off to the side. Well, I think that this is where, you know, you can maybe set up some type of, uh, you know, like I don't I'm not too familiar with it, but the world of soccer, how they send players out for loans and stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's where you can, you know, maybe call up New Japan or Impact and say, hey, Let's split this guy in our in his contract, and I'll send it. He'll be he'll spend three is or four months such with as you a guys. Contract? And, I've never heard of that. I've heard of a contract that lets you work for somebody else, but right. But why not um, start something like that? I mean, it's going to take a lot of innovation and stuff like that to for them to, you know, because look, you know, there was a point where WCW was dominating WWE, but they won out. Um, there was a time where, you know, Vince looked like he was on the ropes and came, I mean, you know, they have to do some stuff to really spread the wealth and spread things out and, 
diversify. And I think, you know, Tony Khan's going to have to start with all this talent sitting out there. Of course, there's a lot of um, indies that are, you know, starting to really fire up now, like GCW. Um, Keith Lee can go right back to PWG. Well, for, um, for sure, all there's going to be a lot of places for some of these the indie indies for some of these guys to work. But if, um, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, man, I know I don't need it, but there's such a good deal on this pair of shoes or this, you know, vintage comic that you have one of them already, but then all of a sudden there's a second one out there and it's like a really cheap and you're like, I can't pass this up. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talent out there that he might be thinking, but he has given, he's got, you know, a lot of content, um, in terms of the, you know, the, uh, the AW darks and the elevation and, that's um, true, but he's got three I think hours at some of mainline content. Three hours of yes, main content. And I, I think at some point there you might see a two hour dynamite. It, you I don't mean really a two hour rampage. Rampage, sorry. That's it's the, the second, second time. time. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's okay, bro. I don't I think a two hour rampage is possible in the near future. I, I, I don't know, man. I think that one hour it's it okay. That would be good for AEW. In fact, I've heard Tony Khan, or excuse me, Nick Khan say, and there's different philosophies in WWE and in AEW, but I've heard him say, I wish we could make Raw eight hours long, you know, because more well, advertising and all that stuff. So maybe. Yeah, but that's, that's his single mind. But then you have guys like Vince McMahon saying that 90 minutes is the perfect time for a wrestling show. So I would believe. Well, if he says that, Vince why does McMahon's he do three take- hours? That you know why he does three hours. That's what the content that USA demands, and that's what the sponsors need. So that's why they do that. I hate to sound like a WWE shill or defender, but that's the honest bottom line. I don't think anybody on that production team, or Vince or Triple H, wants to do a three-hour RAW. They do it out of contract and contractual agreements and it just equals that much more money in terms of sponsorship and commercials that's just the way it is because when you think about it how long is an nfl football game how long is an nba game they're all two and a half three hours yeah, right same if you sit in one and watch one Baseball start to finish can be even longer right um and you know even with tnt right now they have a two-hour show but we're getting tons of and tons of picture-in-picture commercials. That's true. And if you think during about main it, events, is it a two-hour you know? show or you know? Yeah, okay, it is a two-hour show, but there are three hours of AEW material because you've got Roads to the Top on um, soon after. Yeah, let's not count that. <laughs> I, I guess mean, what I, are you going to have Keith Lee have a singles match on it? <laughs> well, I guess that that money's probably going to Cody, not AEW, huh? Or yeah, Cody well, yeah. Company. We're 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 talking about. And you know, yes, I would love for Keith Lee to have a singles match on Roads to the Top. <laughs> I mean, you know, he yeah, he can job out to their little baby. <laughs> um, you know, that's the thing though is we're talking about place, you know, time to showcase wrestlers. And um, yeah, I think that you're right. They have about three hours of uh, you know c- cable broadcasting um, air time where they can showcase actual wrestling product um to the masses yeah yeah for but 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 they will be doing those special shows right they've already announced well one for january i believe i don't know if it's announced or it's just been leaked but they'll be having a special show uh in january and that'll probably be two hours i imagine so they've kind of dipped their fingers in that a little bit 
Um, so, and I imagine if it does well, we might see a little more of that. But I'll tell you, a lot of people, fan-wise, which really kind of doesn't matter as far as the money goes, but I think a lot of fans like the one-hour uh, format. But, um, again, that's, uh, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, <coughs> let's move on. Because they start it hot and they end it hot. That's what makes it work. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. So, um, Keith Lee's wife... Or girlfriend, Mia Yim. Yeah, I believe uh, they might be engaged, but I, I'm she, not. She sure. hasn't. I don't really have much to say about her. Uh, I was never a fan in NXT, and uh, she just kind of died out uh, when she joined. God, whatever that group was called, Redemption or fucking The Reckoning or. I yeah, um, Abduction or whatever it was yeah, called, something like that. Um, uh, Revolution something in. Um, yeah. I, I remember noticing her when she went by Jade Retribution. As... Retribution, okay, yeah. whatever. Um, she was um, in TNA or Impact or whatever it was called. She was in the, the, what was the name of that little group she was in? Where she would wear like kind of the school or outfits and all that stuff. Dollhouse, where they used to come mm-hmm. out to um, the Courtney Love song. What era uh, of parts. TNA was this? Was this was this Dixie Carter TNA or was this like probably because uh, we're talking Hardy, broken Matt Hardy TNA? We're talking circa 2015 16. Okay, yeah. yeah. When she was in she was in TNA, so that's where I knew her from as Jade. Um, you know, obviously she got very attractive, and it was you know a nice little gimmick for her. Um, and then when she she did a lot of stuff on the indies that I would see here and there, and she that's where I saw like oh wait she can actually. Um, go in the ring and she's pretty good and then when WWE signed her they just never this was just at the time where they were just signing anyone playing keep away basically oh Um, god how the how the times have changed huh yeah I mean they've I don't know how much longer we want to talk about this but they've cut damn near what 30 percent of their wrestling talent this year or since the pandemic started while making ridiculous amounts of money, selling NFTs, getting into the trading card market. Um, so, but I mean, maybe that stuff's cheaper than paying a, a person a couple hundred thousand a year. So, um, from there, we got the probably the, maybe the biggest one, and no pun intended, Nia Jackson. I have something to say about this. Do you? I, I really, uh, you know, saw the best tweet from uh, from Joel from the Super J cast where it was like they finally um, are getting rid of Naya for her lack of, you know, I think it was, you know, lack of not wanting to hurt somebody else yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Now, that was a rumor that she hurt people a lot, but it was also something we saw a lot, right? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And so, honestly... I think Naya is no good, man. She is big, and to me, that's that's all she has. She's slow. Yeah. She's not one of those big people that's agile, which, you know, there are big girls that are good. You look at uh, Dewdrop, and I hate right. to call her that, uh, Piper Niven. That's such a stupid name, yeah. She's a, she's a good wrestler, and she's a big girl. Uh, you look at um, Nyla Rose, man. And, you know, Big Girl does this jumping King Kong knee drop and all sorts of cool stuff. But Nia Jax, I just always got the feeling, like, I really got the feeling watching her. And it kind of bothered me. that It's maybe she's just the best actor ever. But she kind of, like, 
when she would get into bitch mode sometimes, it was almost felt like she was like doing it because the match wasn't going right. And um, it really bothered me, man. And I'd seen it so much. And maybe I'm just reading into it too much. But I, I think this lady had to go, man. And I just... I'm sure she'll be on an indie somewhere. But sheesh, man. No, I think she'll... She should just be... She should just uh, just do modeling. She'll get plenty of work. I mean, that's the she thing. Will. She She has a very striking look. She does. Mm-hmm. She's a very beautiful woman. Um, her wrestling skills were never there. She had a good mean streak and she did at times like, man, this is a monster, but she just really couldn't deliver on a consistent level. And plus some of the work was just sloppy and bad. And like you said, she was kind of just, she just didn't have a lot of experience in the ring and she started training very late. One of the women that never went through NXT as well. So, I mean, she just kind of popped onto the main roster like Braun Strowman and uh was just thrown into the spotlight so i i just i think this was a good choice um now of course you saw that she put in a mental health leave asked for more time off and then she got released but supposedly they had already planned out her schedule for the future so her asking for her second mental health break is probably not the reason for the release um which was an idea um okay eva marie nothing to say man anything with they you gave, they gave her another run and she's a uh, model dude she's a model i mean look this is what they're trying to get they're trying to get people channel surfing that don't really watch and then they see someone another person with a very striking um look yeah who probably should have been will a... stop the channel surfing you know old guys yeah, will stop she the channel. will i mean she's whether you think she's like strikingly beautiful or not, she definitely has a new, a new, a, a unique look. A unique look yeah. that is very catch is very striking, and she probably could have been a manager or a valet or something. Um, I don't know bro. to put her out there I don't and think wrestle. She even has that charisma. Yeah, it's tough. Once, she, yeah, you can't really put her with a microphone that long, you know. Yeah. And and I want to say this: a lot of these cuts have to do with age as well. So uh, you know. NXT before, you know, it was all these stars and they would get, they'd eventually get on the main roster and they would change. But, you know, what I've heard now is that in NXT, that is going to be their gimmick moving up to the main roster. That's the whole idea of NXT 2.0. And supposedly the age limit for guys is 27 now. And the age limit, and this is for new wrestlers, the age limit for girls is 23 or 25. Okay. So they want really young people, man. And, uh, you know, people like Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, that they are not. So. How old's their champion? <laughs> Good question. He's like 36. I thought he was, you know, you know, Tommaso Ciampa comes out as a lot older, but he's only about 34 or 35. He's not that old. So okay, I'm sure he's just there until, you know, they decide to crown someone like Braun Breaker. And, you know, look, exactly. the, I, maybe they did see... You know, NXT as we know it as not a, um, I don't know, monetizable thing. And they're not touring full time like they were. They're not doing war games and all that stuff anymore. That's just not going to really happen. So they rebranded it. And I, 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 to be honest with you, I haven't really watched any of it since then. And I wasn't really watching it. Good. I wasn't really watching it before then either. Um, 
for a I, while. I stopped, so. I stopped watching it like soon after uh, Io Shirai kind of got in the mix. Um, okay. Not because of her, but I used to be a hardcore NXT, NXT fan before that. Sure, so, sure. Um, okay. Hard not to be. Uh, Lance Dorado and Grand Metalik. Um, Metalik, an incredible performer. You should see him in New Japan, man. That guy is awesome. Um, he's a lot of his matches are on New Japan World, and you can okay. see what he really did. But you know what's it been five years now since, and you have the Hideo Itami Kenta effect where they go into WWE. Now Metalik didn't have the injuries, but. You know, a lot of guys can lose their confidence going through that system. Um, Harry Smith. Wasn't he in the Cruiserweight Classic? Was that it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they um, think they kind of signed him after that. Harry Smith, nothing much to say there. They were planning on making him a feature of NXT UK as he is uh, the British Bulldog's son, but uh, didn't happen. Um, yeah, I, I think they brought him back, and I didn't even really know he was back back, because I know he had a couple dark matches. and um Maybe it's time for the Killer it. Elite Squad to uh, reform, you know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe they'll be uh, coming over for World Tag League. Uh, well, I like Lance Archer. Uh, B-Fab, nothing to say. Anything for you? I don't know who that is, to be honest. There you go. Uh, Scarlet, uh, apologies. Scarlet got released, which makes sense because she was tied to Karrion Cross, and, uh, husband and wife, and they were kind of a duo, so she's gone. And they weren't using him as a duo, so, you, I mean, it's not like they were gonna use her by herself, it didn't did, seem like. Did you hear that he was gonna, like, lose until she came to him, and then he would get I heard power? that was, yeah, but who knows if that was really a thing. Yeah. Um, Ember Moon. I think this was a bad choice on their part. I like Ember Moon, and I, if I was Tony Khan, I would hire Ember Moon. No, I was I, just going to say, this is a this is a no-brainer for Tony yeah. Khan. The women's division could really use her. The women's her. division could really use her. She's She's got charisma. I love the way she talks. Uh, she's got a great look to her. her she has a cool finisher. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think she's, she's got all sorts of potential that was untapped. She's a no-brainer. She is a no-brainer, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Taya for, Val- for AEW. Taya Valkyrie, who, uh, Frankie Monet, who was barely used. Um, so, Jesse Kamea didn't didn't really know. Jesse Kamea, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Ra- and Jeet Rama, uh, Trey Baxter, and Zeta Ramirez. So, some mid to low level NXT talent, and uh, finally. Uh, Oni Lorcan, who has just done a, a great kick-ass job in WWE for years now um, as a great right. wrestler, always puts on good matches, didn't have the look that Triple H or Vince really wanted, but a great wrestler. Love to see where he goes. I'd love to see him in GCW on the indies, you know. Well, he was in PWG as Biff Busick. Before, Biff Busick. Yeah. Go, go back to PWG, dude. Let's see him in Bola yeah. this year. Um, so, yeah, there we go, man. Uh, lots of releases there. And uh, probably would be some more next quarter, dude. I heard that Vince, Vince McMahon accidentally released himself, but they had to, like, you know, go do ba- go back on it. So, <laughs> um, eventually, I mean, they're just going to keep releasing people till no one's left there. So, you want to talk about wrestling and... Uh, 
figurines, toys. Sure, let's do it. Should I name this wrestling and toys or wrestling and figurines? Or toys. Action figurines, figures? I don't think any even anyone says that anymore. So Okay. Toy, I got a weird thing with toys, but uh you know, I guess a toy, you know, it's all about location, right? So, um, yeah. Um, first of all, I, I'll say this. Um, this is not a wrestling toy, per se, but um, some really old toys that I wanted to bring up, and these started in the 70s, were the Muscle Man, Kaneko Man toys, um, which were little rubber muscle people. This was an anime, manga, but they were very popular in America and Japan, um, and they were kind of like little wrestlers. Do you remember those? Yeah, the little muscle men, right? Muscle men, the yeah. Little pink rubber. Yeah, I had some. They of were those. like made out of eraser material almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rubber, um, pink rubber. Those were cool little toys back in the day that I had as a kid. Not wrestling per se, but a wrestling manga. And, yep. uh, you know, I, I thought that was a good place to start because that was something I remember as a kid. Tell me what you remember as a little kid about wrestling toys. Okay, so I remember the first wrestling toys I came across were the little thumb wrestlers. And it was, I had a junkyard dog and a Nikolai Volkov. So you, did you re- literally thumb wrestle with them on your thumb? Yeah, like they kind of were little hunched over guys that were probably about this big. Yeah. Three, four inches. And then you would literally stick your thumb in their butt and you could like make them <laughs> wrestle each other. Wow. They that... were kind of like a loose rubber material. Yeah, and I, I remember I can that. I see them here. Thumb finger wrestlers. They actually look proportional, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a, the set. I think it was Nikolai Volkov. And I know it was at least, uh, I think it was Junkyard Dog and Nikolai Volkov. But I know it was at least Junkyard Dog. Wow. That's fun, man. I, th- I feel like those would be fun as a little kid, man. You're playing as your favorite character and he's on your thumb. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Although, I, I was that Nikolai Volkov your favorite toy. character, wrestler? Probably not. No, he was the bad guy because I think all those sets, I think, came with like a good guy and a bad guy. Ah, the heel in the face, huh? There were no yeah, tweeners that's... back then. No. That would make the set all fucked up. Yeah, um, there, was, there was no Shades of Grey, brother. I think, you know, when I was really young, I definitely had a Hulk Hogan. I can remember that. And my earliest wrestling memories involved Hulk Hogan and just laughing when he fired up, but also thinking it was the most badass thing ever. I mean, we all had that, right? Like, we're like, oh, he's hooking up. Um, But, uh, you know, for me, when I was a kid, it was more about Ninja Turtles than wrestling as far as toys go, which a lot of us had as well, you know. But if, you know, if you were crafty, you could have the Ninja Turtles wrestle the wrestlers. Sure. I mean... Oh, a, you could create a whole league like that, yeah. Any toy is a wrestling toy, right? Just depending on how you use it. Right, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I had a couple of the Hasbros. I didn't. I don't think I had any of the big giant LJNs. Okay. I might have had a Hasbro or two, but yeah, like you said, I was more into... I liked wrestling, but I didn't really... I was more into the Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joes, He-Man... Uh, a little bit of the Thundercats, a little bit, a little bit of the Thundercats, a little Voltron, but Voltron wasn't like you can just collect a bunch of figures. You had the big giant robot Uh, or else. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I I think He-Man was big for me and then G.I. Joe and Ninja Turtles. Now you're a little older than me and this is a few more years later, but I mean, no, no Power Rangers toys for you. No, I I was probably already in middle school, high school, huh? 
Yes. Well, by the okay. time uh, Power Rangers were a thing, I was probably too old to be into that stuff. There are adults that are still into Power Rangers. But, yeah, uh... I know. And I, it, <laughs> I never got on the Power Rangers thing. I missed that in Pokemon by a number of years. Ah, uh, yeah. I was in middle so, school when Pokemon came out, but I still was. Yeah. So. I was like work I was like 18 when that came out. All right. Well, first we're going to talk about American um figures and toys and I have some notes on Japanese stuff later, which is going to be kind of surprising, I think. Um but first I want to talk about um AWA Matt Mania figures. Have you have you ever heard of those? No. Yeah. I wait, AWA. Yes, I were they kind of like He-Man looking um, I have a picture of one of them down here. Let's see. I know that they were supposedly came out a little bit before the. Okay, they were. Um, Was it, were they a little were bit they, human um, looking? They were, they're kind of not yeah. correctly proportioned, short legs and big, but not Was as much with, as the Hasbro figures. Was it with Remco? Um, it was with Remco. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw that in that episode of. Um, you know the toys that made us the wrestling mm-hmm. episode and they talked about how um of course I, I don't remember it but the, basically remco wanted the wwe license ah. and they made an offer to vince and then you know um lj and it wasn't ljn it was another company god why am i forgetting what it was um they came in and said, we'll do it, uh, and WWE was going to go with them, and then um, LJN was bought by Universal, and then LJN swept out from all of them and gave a huge uh, contract, um, hmm. and they got the deal from WWE, and then Remco just came in and got AWA so they could get their wrestling figures in. And, you know, I mean, kind of not great timing. I mean, the, the AWA, you get your superstar Billy Graham and that stuff. I've heard AWA was pretty cool, and I know a lot of WWE stars came from AWA. I believe the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan came from uh, AWA. And um, supposedly these things were one of the first wrestling figures in the world, which isn't true at all, actually. It says that. But um, either they came out a little before the LJN figures or right around the same time and uh the one thing i like about the matt mania is that they have a ref figurine did 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 wwe do the wwf do the ref figurines i don't think so i don't think they did those if they did till way later it's a ref called dick wimple dick wimple dick wendale it's hard to read because it's so tiny but uh, he got his own. Uh, he got his own little figurine there. And another thing about right these uh, Matt Mania figures is they are very rare. And they go for a lot of money, dude. Um, mm. In recent years, the set that includes two or three packs have become very popular. They're released in '86, and uh, they sell from as low as four hundred to twelve hundred dollars. And the most expensive set is been sold for twenty-eight hundred dollars. So. Wow. These AWA Matt Mania figures, uh, they're, they're kind of a thing. Mommy. After AWA Matt Mania, we talk about wrestling superstars. Mommy. Now, you remember wrestling superstars? These are, no. the, L- these are the LJNs. Oh, those are the, yeah, I, yeah, the LJNs. You know, it was funny because I was watching that 
the toys I made us and the the way that those figures came out um they weren't meant to be that big really basically what they did is they made samples and they were tr they were eventually going to create a smaller smaller figures and ones that were going to be not made out of that material and they were going to have a little more articulation but they were taking around those giant models as samples to show everyone okay and basically um you know they for they in a rush they just uh, i can't remember what the exact story was but basically they ended up just selling them as those big ones because people that were getting the samples loved them really? and they were durable and you can beat them up with each other mm, and they yeah. just look different than anything that was out there so they stuck with basically on accident the big ones Really, uh, I, I have a little history here. Now, this, I, I, now what you told me, I don't know if this conflicts with that. Um, so we'll see. But what I what I've got here is that they were the first action figures for WWF, and mm -hmm. they were the brainchild of a guy named Richard Darewald of Buffalo, New York. Um, which I don't know if that means WWF or just regular wrestling action figures um but they sold the idea to ljn he sold the idea to ljn in 1984 um supposedly and uh yeah ljn what, what do you remember about ljn those toys specifically uh honestly what i remember at ljn is the nintendo games, Video games uh, such as ninja so turtles bad. and uh tnc surf TNC Surf? Yes. Is that a good one? Or what was that? Yeah. TNC Surf or something like that. Um, they used to have t-shirts with like all those characters on them and they had like a yin-yang. <laughs> oh, jeez. I guess it's a real store in real life. So it must have been um, a uh, licensed game. Oh, dude, I remember that game. That game yeah. was awesome, bro. I believe that was LJN. So I, I kind of remember. And then LJN made that first... Um, Ninja Turtles video game that I had to reserve at Fedco out here. And, um, yeah. <laughs> That's what I kind of associate with LJN. I wasn't into the figures so much at that age. Okay. You, do, you doing okay with your mic there? You seem to be uh, really getting oh, nice uh, and close up to No, it. just there's some background noise. Okay. I, that's all. I'm just just checking, man. Um, let's see. So, what, TNC Surf. Thank you for telling me that game, dude. I remember thinking it was a Donkey Kong game, by the way. Because you played right, as well, a Right, well, one of the characters was a gorilla or something, yeah. Yeah. And they had, I'm, like, a guy that had, like, a um, tiki head or something like that. Yep, and it looks like some surf bum type of guy skateboarder yes but uh that uh yeah you know ljn i believe was made uh, known for making pretty bad video games but um those were good that games. one was very popular and the ninja turtle game wasn't that fun either it was very difficult was that the one where you went around in the van and then you had to go into the sewers and you swim um, and yeah and i i, oh, I remember that, so that it um it um you had to pick which one you wanted to be yeah, dude, for each level. The, the water levels were fucking impossible because if you hit any of the seaweed, it would electrocute you. And yes. you had, like, pixels that you had to... Like, a pixel of clearance that you had to go through. And a lot I'm, of those games they made just so... In that era, they were just so nonsensically difficult. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't Like, even, ghouls and ghosts and just anything made in those... Mid 80s, late 80s were just 
incredibly hard. Well, like trying to um, refuel in the Top Gun, Gun Nintendo game and how quickly you'd die in Contra. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, one of the worst things, too, is there's no game saving in a lot of those games. Right, You had, like, right. four lives and you died. So, mm-hmm. um, wrestling superstars. Now, I looked up this guy, Darewald, Richard Darewald, who supposedly sold this idea to LJN. Looks like he was a bodybuilder or bodybuilder and wrestler, 81 years old now, works in fitness and massage. I hope he made good money off this, man. Uh, well, they were pretty pop. Um, I, I hope so. They were pretty popular, so I think they, I think for a while you couldn't keep those uh, LJNs on the shelf. Yeah, I, I, I believe it, man. Um, after LJN, do you know who took over? Um, I believe it was Hasbro. In, in 1990. And you're Hasbro. right now? Oh, sorry. Hasbro, Hasbro. Hasbro, yes. Um, and these toys were extremely popular. Now, these were the ones that you said you remember, right, pretty well? Those are probably the first. Outside of the, uh, you know, the Junkyard Dog slash, uh, those might have been LJN, the Junkyard Dog and... Um, Nikolai Volkov, uh, little thumb wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, I must have had a couple of LJ. I mean, uh, Hasbro's. I have a couple now, but um, I, you know, I have a few of the Hasbro's now. I think I have a Bret Hart, a Rick Rude, a Macho Man, a Rowdy Piper, and you have those now. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh wow! I like. You want me to ha- get up and get them? I. <laughs> You don't have to. I like the Hasbros because they had a very cartoony look to them. They look kind of like cartoon characters. All of them were the same height. For some reason, Giant Gonzalez is the same size as Kamala. Um, They were not done to scale, yeah. Yeah. But they had a a cool look. They had moving arms, right? Yep. And... uh, I think they looked really cool. I'm looking at a Razor Ramon here. There's a lot mm-hmm. on Mercari going for $550 right now. For Some of them are, of them. like, I think the um, the uh, one, two, three kid one is a very, that's the kind of the, the, prestige. the gem of them all. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and he's as big as Giant Gonzalez, too, I'm sure. Oh, I, I'm seeing that one. He's got He's kind of doing a pose in it. Wow. He and I so guess with part of it, if if you can get one, you know, still in the package, mint on card, it's um, he's got no eyebrows in the photo because that was when he <laughs> got a rib pulled on him where they shaved his eyebrows. Yep, that is totally right. Jeez, looking at because Sh- I, th- Sean if, Waltman if you can at find a green carded uh one two three kid, it goes for like seven eight thousand dollars. And that's what I'm looking at right here. Um. He's, it looks like he's got the one, two, three punch too. Came with it, so you could wind it back, let go, and boom. Yeah, these actually had the the Hasbro's actually were made to actually um, was there a move around spring and fight with. Yeah, that's fun, man. Now I don't have notes on this, so help me out here. Did Hasbro also was was this when they started making? The gimmick, you know, mini rings and steel cages and chairs and stuff, or was that? Yeah, I, I don't know about the chairs, but they definitely started with the rings, and these were the first ones that are actually made to play with. Um, and okay. I think on the other side, I think Galoob at the time, or maybe around that time range, 
was basically making the WCD ver- uh, WCW version of these figures. Mm. Um, and that is kind of, you know, kind of a cult favorite of a lot of people is the WCW Galoob toys, which were a lot like and lot scaled to the um, Hasbro's, but they didn't okay. have like the movement. And they're ah. pretty cool. Like a lot of people still say that this the Sting Galoob is the best Sting figure ever. Um, and also there was a lot there. They made a lot of good figures. They had really good likenesses and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Well, I knew anyway, kind of back to the LJN. They made them that big as the models because that's how they could get more detail into the faces. Okay. And the, so that's why they made them big first. And then they were going to shrink it later once they, well, anyway, that was just kind of that add on to there. Yeah, so just uh, I'm looking here at a WCW Galoob wrestling ring with cage, mm-hmm. um, from back in the day, seven hundred seventy-two dollars. Um, should we wow. go half on it or what? <laughs> well, I will say this: if you want to um, collect some of the Galoob figures, they're actually very. Um, it's a good time to start buying those because they're not that expensive. Like you can pick up like a Sting Galoob in pretty decent condition right now for fifteen twenty bucks. Wow. Um, so it's a, if you're looking to get in on something before it blows up, I would say the WCW Galoob ones would be a good one. And especially Sting right now, who's actually actively wrestling. You got to figure uh, when he retires. I mean, a lot of that stuff. We'll probably but go uh, Google search that Sting Galoob, and don't tell me it's not a cool-looking figure. All right, I'm checking it out. You know what? By the way, we're talking about LJN and Galoob. Dude, these are just the oldest companies that just don't exist anymore, really, in right. any large way. Galoob was the game genie, if you remember that. That's right. That's and, right. And so they kind of had that crossover there. So I am looking at a... It's a kind of a weird name, Galoob. I see... Uh, well, there's a, there's a UK exclusive one, but that's probably not the one you're talking about. This thing is like this. Yeah, yeah. That's well, they have they have one where he's wearing the belt and he's doing that, and then they've right. got one where he's wearing the full jacket with the the tassels under the. That arms. one's the really rare one, but the one where he's just going like this. Yeah. With the with the surfer paint, that is a lot of people swear that's the best. Um, uh, uh sting. Now, um, now, do prices ever. do do prices fluctuate depending on the country of origin, or the country that you it know, was sold at? There was something with I don't know if it was was it the LJNs. There it there might be a line of LJNs that was just sold in Canada mm-hmm. that really go for a lot because oh, they just had them in that. Canada. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm and, looking at the Sting, and it says Anula asus contrin cantas. Con su fuerza colosal. So, you know, that. Huh. But uh, the other one is in, in English. So, yeah, there, there, there are a lot of, like, super rare uh, type of figures, including prototypes, which actually we will, uh, we will get into. So let me see. Um, right now, we're talking about those Hasbro figures. I, I see here that an unopened figure um, can be valued from 20 bucks to a couple thousand dollars right now. 20 and, Hold on one second. I'm going to go. I'll grab a couple. Okay. So while he's going to grab a couple, we'll take a look at it. I imagine you're going to get $20 for some of the ones that no one cares about. I mean, if you're going to get 
maybe a Kamala with the the you know star on the on the belly, or just a really popular one like Hulk Hogan. But they did have like a Kamala with the moon on the belly. No one's really sure why they did it, but uh, that one is worth way more. So, yeah, and there's a lot of fake ones out there of that one. Really? Okay. So I have the five that I own. I have a Rowdy Piper. So we're looking at, at a, this is a Hasbro Rowdy Roddy mm -hmm. Piper hot rod on it. It's got that shiny, shiny plastic and the spring-loaded punching arm. You can do a hammer fist with it, huh? Something like that. I don't know if that, some of these don't have the best. Let's see if you can guess who this is. That is uh, Rick Rude. Yep. Rick Rude. With headlock and punch. Oh, sweet. They Let me see the, the punch. Spring. Put the punch up to the camera. There's his mechanism there. Oh, wow. There. And then you get him in the headlock and... That's pretty fun. It, you know, you got to sell the atomic drop with him. But, uh, okay, uh, what do we have next here? We are looking at a Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect, in yep. the yellow singlet. Yep. And uh, he has a similar kind of hammer fist action. I don't think the articulate uh, the it okay. doesn't function this, this as well. This one just has two arms. By the way, people, I, I just want to say thank you for Justin for this episode because you know there's we're gonna do some episodes where I know a little bit more, but Justin really is the expert on this. So thanks. <laughs> Not for really, this. but well, you know um, a lot more than I, I do, buddy. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite wrestling so figures of all time. So we're looking at a Bret Hart circa mid nineties. No, this is probably from 92. 92, okay. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, when he was... <laughs> oh, and then Kenzo is also holding one of my favorite Oh, the Macho of Man, time, of course. Now, that one, I believe, is, is very popular, right? I, I heard that very one Very popular. Was... You can get one of these pretty inexpensively if you're looking for... Like, the Bret Hart will probably go... I got, you know... I was on Twitter one day. Yeah. And somebody from the UK said i'm trying to get rid of my um my hasbros who wants them and he okay. posted a picture of them and i ended up getting macho man bret hart and mr perfect shipped from the uk for 20 bucks wow and honestly awesome. i could probably get way more money for them individually um the bret hart i could is probably goes for about 40 i'd say mm -hmm. in the condition it's in there's another one that's worth a little bit more the Macho Man, like you said, is a, there's a lot of them out there. And I so got it mixed up. Get, I got it mixed up with the LJN, which is like a yeah, holy grail. You could type probably of. get thirty to forty for this one, maybe. And then the Mister Perfect's not in that great a condition, but in mint goes for a little bit more. But okay, are you looking yeah. to resell these eventually if if the price is right? Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm not like putting them up for sale or anything, but. Yeah. I know at least the Brett is the one that I really like. Brett's my favorite of all time, so and that's and one uh, a note to the podcastlers: the Bret Hart has the glasses on, but obviously they're not see through, so he's well, just kind of got second. the pink. Uh, you know, it's all good. He's got the pink glasses on, which uh, is pretty cool. So Justin, being the collector there, let's uh, let's look here. Uh, as far as this Hasbro stuff goes. You know, there's a lot of unreleased figures and stuff that never right. came out. So I wanted to tell you about this one. This was the Rhythm and Blues Greg Valentine, okay? Right. Um, it was a hot topic among Hasbro collectors because it was a prototype that never had turned up in a private collection. And so the figure was found, and it was auctioned on eBay for, what can you guess? 
5,000? 13,400. Mm. Uh, collector Matt Sarah got it after being sent a text message by Matt Cordona, who is also, like, I guess... Like, go get it? Yeah, I, I believe Matt Cordona is a big-time wrestling collector. Oh, yeah, if we're going to... We can't... I haven't listened to their podcast, but they have a... Him and Kurt Hawkins, or not, what is his... Uh, I don't know why his shoot name uh, is. The, yeah, the other guy, the Brooklyn. He, they have a they have a wrestling pod a wrestling figure podcast. Really? Yeah. Shit, man, they're doing. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, they have a wrestling figure podcast. Um, and I will say this too. You know who Bill McKean is? Okay, yeah, so there's Brian the Myers. main designer for Mattel now. I know we're jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. So let's save that. We'll save that till afterwards. So we're still talking a little bit about Hasbro. Okay, and I, I must have had a couple Hasbro's when I was a kid. I just don't remember which ones. Um, I just for some reason it's I forgot, but I know I had a couple. Nice. And then Hasbro left, or whatever happened with Hasbro, and then another company jumped in, right? Another company did jump in. I just wanted to tell you one thing real quick about yeah. uh, that that Rhythm and Blues Greg Valentine. Right, right, right. Uh, Fifteen thousand dollars was spent on getting it insured and appraised. Oh my god! Yeah, it got. Did it? Did it get a um, a grade? Uh, Lloyd's of London policy too. I'm sure. That, I'm sure something like that. Right. <laughs> so uh, yeah. It, um, after we're talking about Hasbro, time went by, and then Mattel took over. Um, no, wasn't it um, Jax? Oh, 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 it was Jax, and I'm missing yeah. my notes here. I apologize here. I apologize here. I totally... <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, the new lineup... Okay, so you start talking about this, Jax, because I missed my notes here, okay. so keep going. So, here's the thing with Jax. I'll go grab a couple real quick. And you... Okay, so Jax... I'll talk, and I'll you go can go get grab a couple. A couple. And you tell me, but Jax, I was. This is when I was the most involved in collecting wrestling figures. Yeah, and it was also probably the worst time to be involved in getting wrestling figures. And I'll go grab a couple, and you tell me that I still have left. Go grab some. I'll talk about it. So yeah, Jax Pacific started uh, started with WWF in '96, and they went all the way till 2009. So, a nice 13-year uh, run there. It started with the Superstars line and, uh, you know, continued with the Attitude Era. So, they must have been making lots of money then. Although, I don't know if action figures were quite as popular in the late 90s as they were in the early 80s. Um, um, so, here's a Razor Ramon from the first series. Razor Ramon Jax. I, I don't... The face is off. I mean, this is actually one of their better figures, without a doubt. Um, there's some really awful figures. They started just reusing people's heads. I have some still oh, really? on card. This is an Austin. Okay, that looks weird. Bone that crunching action. Weird. Let's see if you can hear it. <laughs> awesome. You can uh, snap their knees. That is quite attitude era. Here's them. a mankind. Okay. Well, at least they didn't have to do the face too much. Uh, this is the the dude love that had kind of a punching. Oh, there we go. This is he's, the dude he's love. He's kind of got the karate chop action. 
And the, the dude another love one face the, looks a little weird, not going to lie. But he is missing a tooth, so that is... Uh, Cactus Jack figure, I think, is a pretty cool this figure. This dude's got every McFoley Jacks figure. Yeah, that one does look pretty good, actually. That's actually not bad. It's one of my... Probably one of the best little of that era. Yeah. Hard to get, but it, now, these are, are all, like, dirt cheap on eBay. Are these, and then they just went in... They got really, really lazy with the figures, um, you know, probably after that first couple series. They just were awful. They in did the, the heart of the Attitude Stars Era. line, and then they did the... They had a Titantron playset. Um, right. The trash talking stage. You might be yeah. surprised to know this, but Jax's most popular figure line was the Ruthless Aggression line. Um, I they, think when they started doing actually a lot of those classic superstars, probably in the mid two thousands, when I was kind of in my little lapsed time, yeah, they were making figures of any and anyone from like you know random like Ken Patera. They were just using the license <laughs> like Jobbers. crazy. No, but like they were really going after the hardcore collector with some of the obscure wrestlers. Even like Andy Kaufman got a figure. Great, it's really cool stuff. That oh, they were okay. Putting I out see there. what you're saying. So they, they Bruiser were, Brody got a figure. They were making the figures of people that usually wouldn't be figures. So as a collector, you know, yeah. You're like, oh, Jax that's was. Cool. I think Jax kind of picked it up um, during the Attitude Era. They were just absolutely terrible for the most part. Yeah. But they picked it up around the mid 2000s. Well, maybe uh, when that's they made... that's kind of that ruthless aggression uh, a series started in 2003. Um, and they had 15 points of articulation, which is kind of impressive. Um, and oh, yeah. they, here we go right here. They were, the figures went on to become, uh, the WWE classic superstars showcasing the legends and alumni. And, uh, this line contained 28 series as well as numerous exclusives and limited editions. So, um, and apparently I think Jax, uh, ran a lot of like employee only exclusives like for example there's like a rick flair figure that there was only 20 of them made for employees oh wow and those are like real absolute gems um you know in terms of the collection and um they really i think their classic superstars is probably the best work they did in terms of the figures um and then i think they kind of lost the license in 2010 11 maybe a little before because of some kind of dispute with an employee or something. Oh, geez. Um, and I want to... This is kind of a sidebar here, guys, but I want to apologize to the huge WCW fans. Uh, Justin brought up the Galoob WCW toys, but I don't have a history of WCW toys. Right. Here. Well, I can... I think um, Galoob, um, they, when they didn't have it anymore, San Francisco Toy Company, which was... Oh, I can't remember what was the earlier company that was trying to get from when Renko and them were beauty and then LJN uh, got in um, that that company ended up calling themselves San Francisco toy makers I believe and they okay. got the WCW rights for that time and then toy biz uh, took over in that attitude Monday Night Wars era okay basically you had San Francisco toy makers and then toy biz took so that over I'm, I'm looking at these uh, right now and I'm gonna tell you these toys look look real bad um just they vibrated honest. they were like a shake weight <laughs> they were absolutely they terrible were like a shake weight man they, they, what, they literally had like a you weight push in a it button that would move around and, and stuff they would push a button and the big show would vibrate in your hand 
like just Just use whatever innuendo you want with that just like in real life right (laughs) they were god awful um they they made the bone crushing actions look like resin (laughs) carvings they were really bad one of the things i really don't like is you know a lot of the toys are shiny but these things are way too shiny they look almost like mirror sheen polish on them and I mean, yeah. you know, it's one thing with the oiled up skin, but the, you know, why do does the big shows tights? Why are they mirror sheen? I don't know that. And they and they vibrate, but <laughs> so I hear of all that. That is, but that's anyway, nuts, man. And, and then it's I think why that, they went out of business. And then I think San Francisco t- toy makers later on uh, did ECW figures that were actually pretty. They weren't bad. They were pretty good. Um, I think I still have a championship belt from one of them. Uh, that's all I have remaining. But I had like RVD, the Dudleys. Um, oh, man. Just incredible. Like they were actually pretty solid. They weren't bad at all. That's cool. I'm, looking, were... at, I'm looking at ECW figures, but uh, that's not the ECW we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like I would say that there was somewhere in between uh, like a bone crunching action and a Hasbro. And they had pretty decent articulation. Uh, okay, I'm seeing them here. You had uh, Devon Dudley with the golden trash can. That's pretty cool. But yeah, they, yeah they're pretty good looking figures. They weren't they weren't terrible. They were okay. Yeah, and uh, you know Tommy Dreamer did have the right forearm smash. So they were kind of going go. back to the old days with the smash. Um, now, a quick question for you, and to help the people that don't understand. So you have the figure. And you have the plastic and stuff, but the backboard is what you guys call a card, right? Yeah. And the card is often, um, it's, it's like decided on color, like that's how you kind of organize it. Or is that how the, the, the company sets its series, like yellow card series, purple card series? No, I think you're, I think, look, I'm not or is a that just Hasbro? on this, but I, I think that's just a, ha- that was a Hasbro thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, red card, dark blue card, green card for Hasbro. But, okay, that that's just a Hasbro thing. Cool. So, that was that was ECW, Jax. Um, that Jax was with them for 13 years. And, um, let's see. WWE Classic Deluxe they did. And, eventually, uh, Mattel took over the toy business for WWE. And, they've been doing it ever since. Am I right? Yes, they have, and you know, for overall, they do a pretty good job. Um, they're they're a little more expensive than they were. Like you can't just go into a Target and buy one for or a Toys R Us, R.I.P. for four ninety nine and get no a figure. I they're, was at Wal- I was at Walgreens and saw, and you know, Walgreens always has like the five year old toys, like they, and or, they always or, have them for three times the price they should be. Well, they're like eighteen dollars on sale. Yeah, and that's probably for a basic there um, versus the elite ones. Yeah, oh, I'm sure, man. Now, you opened a couple things for us. Those were Mattel Elites or what kind of what kind of They were uh, one was the Ultimate Edition, the Stone Cold. And okay. the um the Elite was the St- uh, the Macho Man. Now, does Mattel make all WWE toys nowadays? Yes. Everything goes through Mattel. So that is a singular licensing deal. For action figures, I believe so. I'm sure there's tons of other companies that do other stuff. Hell yeah, uh, cards and stuff like that. Which actually, you know, they just pops switched. and all that stuff. 
Uh, on a side note, they just switched from Tops to a different company for their cars. I think they went from Panini. I think. They, yeah, Panini. It's yeah, like, I never even Not heard the of Panini. <laughs> well, I know that Upper Deck has AEW, and they're supposed to come out soon. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, and you know, uh, again, with the collecting stuff going on right now, they uh, re- they really want to get on that stuff. The only thing is, you know, with cards and stuff like that, you know, you don't resell them right when you get them, usually, unless it's a pretty rare one and takes some time to appreciate. Yeah, that's true. So, they are investments. Uh, unless you like, you you just get that like all star rookie card, you know, right off the bat, you know, um, right. So, but it's a lot worth a lot more after he has ten years and three Super Bowls under his belt. So <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll, I'll get. I'll grab a couple more figures just to show you, and then I can get a couple of the AEW. Well, I only have two AEW figures, so I'll be right, right. back. So you're gonna grab some Mattel ones? Okay, he's yeah. he's up and away. He said yes. Uh, Let's see, Mattel started on January 1st, New Year's, on uh, 2010. Started with a basic line, kind of similar to the Jax ones. And they had single packs, two packs, or what Justin was describing as the Elite line, which was kind of similar to the Deluxe Aggression line. Um, And if this is interesting to you, well then awesome. Because I am learning all this shit right now. 26 points of articulations. And we're talking masks, armbands, t-shirt, belts. So, I mean, really kind of some cool additions there. I know you you mentioned, what, what is it called? Soft fab or soft material? Soft goods. Soft goods. Yeah, soft goods, versus which sounds rubber like and hard. When I so use the bathroom I'll start sometimes. with, this is one of my, I'll, I'll grab a couple of, it's a couple of my favorite and just what I think are the best looking Mattel Elite figures. And then okay. one of my newer ones. Um, but this is one of my favorites. This Terry Funk ECW. Right. So we got a Terry Funk, and what belt is is that? ECW. That's the ECW Championship, right? World Championship. Yeah. He's wearing He's got some the- striped trunks. It, it, it's it's not old, super old Terry Funk. It's kind of middle aged. EC yeah, middle aged and crazy WC uh, ECW era. Now with the crutch. Uh, this is a cattle prod. A cattle prod, baby. Yeah. This is a, a fantastic figure. Um, Lots of articulation there. He can bend over, I see. Yeah, that, the can, elites have the abdomen that can bend. I mean, uh, so... That's how you can tell it's an elite with, with that. Wow. And the headband. This is a great figure. I love it. That is a nice um, one. A nice Terry Funk. And this is another one that I thought just they just did an excellent so job on. We have an Alistair this, Black figure with... All of the tats, which is awesome, dude. Go to the back because that's his best tat. Yeah, the wow. devilish. Man, that just, must have taken this, some work, huh? This is a, this is a great looking figure, and of course they nailed the face. We'll see the company that does AEW jazz wears. I have a hard time imagining them doing a better likeness to him. But but te- you know, technology's changed now, man. They do full facial scans and stuff, you know. Well, this is this is this is a recent figure. Oh, okay. Probably l- way less than a year old. Well, but but I'm just saying in general, you know, this is so different from the 80s where a guy literally had to sculpt a mold. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Now I'm looking at a Kushida, which this is a Mattel action figure? This is a Mattel, a very recent Mattel action figure, one that I had to get because this is like, to me, having a New Japan figure. Nice. So we have a Kushida wearing his uh, Time Splitters gear. 
from New Japan. Yeah. So, I mean, really, that is a very New Japan-y action figure because he doesn't really wear the Time Splitters gear anymore. Ooh, nice face. He wore face. it when he first came. Yeah. Great-looking face scan, I think. The, the glasses come off. Yeah. Um, he's got the little man bun ponytail wow uh he's got the marty mcfly vest with a soft good shirt <laughs> i love the shirt is so puffy you know it looks really cool. that's how the, that's why i'm i like people like small goods better uh, soft goods better usually but i sometimes i feel they're a little too puffy and, and i don't can mind I, can the, i see the shorts yeah the, the shorts, shorts look great yeah. he's got kind of the hoverboard design pretty well done they, they, it actually looks pretty cool because even though the shorts are totally plastic connected, it actually kind of looks like shorts, you know? Shorts kind of... Uh, no, this is, this is a great figure. Yeah, def, definitely a nice one. Actually, I would if you're into figure, figure collecting and you're just listening to this podcast, I would highly recommend checking this Kushida out. Very nice figure. If you're a, a fan, you know, somebody that likes uh, New Japan, and this is a good one to get. Uh, the, and they do them to scale too. I got a Nakamura that's just great too. But um, so this is some of the stuff Jazzwares um, is the company that is you know picked up the AEW license, and they also do I think um, e, uh, uh, the, the UFC figures. Okay. But this is this is a Darby Allen. Oh, that looks nice and too. This has kind of the rubber goods jacket that a lot of people don't like, but I think it's great. Uh, this is a pretty good face scan. And the tattoo, I mean, the face paint looks tremendous. Um, I, th and I he's think got... I remember seeing them actually in the making of these. And I, I think they did actually do the full face scan, you know, all that stuff, body scan. So they could, like, make it proportionally perfect. And it comes with a uh, skateboard. skateboard. A little, a little kick. What do they, they call those little skateboards? I can't remember now. Oh, uh, Tech Decks. Tech Deck, yeah, like a Tech Deck style. And then like... it comes with the TN. A TNT Championship belt. Oh, awesome! Which is dude. pretty cool. So that was the Jazzwares, um, and then another Jazzwares, another one of my favorite figures, um, which I have never seen done in an action figure, which I'll show you right now. And I'm which already is one of the seen cool, it. It's, it is. This is the Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy <laughs> with a functional pocket. A functional pocket to actually put the hand into. And so I got my orange Cassidy. Look, the the jean jacket could be a little better. The soft goods for the, the, the jean, jean jacket. The jean jacket looks like it flares out a bit much. You know what? Yeah. Throw, throw that thing in the dryer, brother. Shrink it <laughs> a tiny still, bit. It's got the cool shirt. Is um, is the shirt soft? The shirt is soft. It's like connected to the jacket. So can you take the whole shirt and jacket off? If I you could. Yes. To? Okay. Yes. And and have him go into wrestling mode. Yes, and he's got the, the glasses come glasses. out. And, of course, everybody, he's got the half-assed thumbs up. Yes, and they, there is some a couple attachable hands that, aren't, that you can take off and put on. Wow. I think, you should, and, uh, I think you should get a Malachi Black figure and compare it to your well, Alistair they haven't, Black. They're, they're not out yet. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be as good as that uh, Alistair Black figure. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to be hard to beat. Uh, and this is this is uh, one of the best figures. I love this figure too. So Jazzwares is doing a pretty solid job. Um, they've had a hard time with some of the women's figures. Mattel has yeah. really. Uh, I'll get a couple of the women's figures, including one I think is the best likeness I've ever seen on a figure. And this I'll is from right Mattel back. grabbing yes. some of the women's figures. 
So, yeah, you know, <laughs> I was just thinking about these times when you are on Reddit or something and you see the most messed up looking wrestling action figure ever. I wonder if that's a real thing or if that's just like, or if that's just kind of like, I don't know, something on Reddit. That's the question for another time. We'll ask that in a bit. So we have some women's women's figurines here. I from only Mattel. have three, and they're all Japanese. But okay, Mattel did an absolutely terrible job with the first face scan they did for Asuka. Oh, but with the next two, they did an amazing job, and this is one of the best face scans I've seen. Can you get that close for me? Anyone? Oh, nice, nice. That that looks good, man. It actually, it's kind of got. It's got like the correct proportions. The hair is is nice looking, and it's got. This is the Oscar for those listening, uh, not with the green crying eyes, but with the single black line across the face. Um, and it I looks also really have nice. the, the green crying lines as well. This was, I believe, it was called the Network Spotlight series, but um, I got this five dollar clearance at Target a couple years ago. But this is a fantastic figure. And then this is the updated one they've just re- did oh, recently this year. Oh, there you go. That, that I think is the face scan is a little better sure. on the other one, but this one is pretty damn good. Yeah, that that looks that actually looks good. She's got the different hair color as her hair changes every couple months. And believe anyways. it or not, I uh, I have an Io Shirai I'm holding right now mm-hmm. where they did an even better job with the face. Really? And this is an absolutely outstanding figure, too. Okay, that looks really nice, man. It the, almost the looks like almost her. The face almost looks picture picture perfect. Yeah, and then this they got the jacket. And wow, this is this heel is... Io Shirai, um, or her, at least when the the dark Io Shirai. Now, the one of the most impressive things for listeners is she's wearing her jacket with the big puffy, uh, puffy kind of hood, and with it the looks fake so leather. Cool. This is where soft goods goes right. Yeah, for sure. With can, this jacket. Can you do me a favor and grab uh, the uh, heel or the green eyes Asuka and put her right next to the um, to the Io Shirai? They made a great Kyrie Sane, but that's actually kind of rare. Ah. Uh, hold him back more towards, like, your face. Like, I, I just wanted to see, like, the uh, okay, so a little not real on the height, right? Not well, no, so the height true is the accurate. Height. Look. Um, we'll have to have them kind of standing. Okay. The the height is accurate because they do do the, they do do these to scale because they're okay. probably about. Oscar's probably a little taller than Eoshirai, right? Eoshirai is quite short. I'll just say that. Yeah, because look, they got Oscar's okay. about probably a little above her. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. That looks good, man. And you know, I gotta tell you, you guys, like. I'm in manufacturing, okay, and I know a lot about manufacturing. I know a lot about manufacturing plastic and stuff like that. And the technology for these things has just gotten incredible. Where, and I mentioned this before, back in the day we we're sculpting, but now, you know, these guys are designing 3D models in a program, yeah. and then they are cutting molds out of using uh, CNCs and just doing it that way. Um, oh, that looks really nice, man. Can you I mean, do a, even got kind of she has like those kind of like elf ears yeah. and they just nailed it. I, I like to the hair and it shows her ear on the side there with the hair kind of. Yeah, because she um, kind of has that kind of little elf ear like they they just nailed this one. This is like this the, is her. Yeah. Yeah. Do, does uh, does she have articulation at the waist? 
you know, the women's elite figures don't have, well, she has it kind of like, you know, right below her chest. Oh, okay. They probably she has do it there, that for but they don't have the abdomen, the, the, um, the female, um, the women's figures don't have the abdomen flexible, you know, not the full, this. the full flexibility. Yeah, yeah. They, they just have like flexibility kind of, I, for lack of, I have to say it right below their breast. They kind yeah. of bend at the breast. That is, that is not a bad word, Justin. Um, okay. why don't you have okay, EO do a uh, moonsault off your microphone? Again, see it. Yep, here we go, and she's going for it. Boom! Ooh, she looks like she might have botched it. She landed hard. No one caught her, did they? Nobody there. The Q button. <laughs> that is uh that's really cool, man. Um, so next, I kind of want to talk a little bit. If 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 you're good, I mean, I really appreciate yeah. you showing all all that. You, this is so cool that you know Justin has. All, all the figurines from a lot of these eras we were talking about. And so if you're listening to this, I highly recommend you go check out the video. And I'll definitely put up the video for this one, Justin. Cause, and uh, I will say this, the Io Shirai, I believe, because where I picked it up, Ringside Collectibles, uh, which is like, you know, the, the place to go with the wrestling figures. Like, they yeah. have everything and they get all the exclusives. Um, this has been on sale there for a while for like 10 bucks. this Io Shirai. Elite. Really, and usually the elites are going to cost you anywhere from twenty to twenty-five bucks. So you know, if you're looking to, you know, get a decent figure collection, um, you could start with a very nice, cheap uh, Io Shirai elite. You know why it's cheap, and that's the sad thing, man. Collectibles. Because I don't know. Don't I don't it. know why it was cheap. Um, I think I went on there trying to order just some of the um, shells for the, to protect one of my figures, mm-hmm. and I saw that the Euro Shirai was only ten bucks, and I picked it up. Now, um, d- does d- does WrestlingFigures dot com make things, or does Rickenside Collectibles make things, or do they just sell stuff? They just sell stuff, but they have like a really good relationship with Mattel, so they get a lot of exclusives. Like, for example, they have a Ringside exclusives, uh, Cactus Jack, okay. ECW era. They just re- that they released recently. That is absolutely awesome. Um, they're kind of a monopoly when it comes to wrestling figures. For sure. Unfortunately, like they they get a lot of the stuff, and uh, you know they don't always have the best shipping times and prices, but um you're always well, knowing they're, they're probably selling a lot of stuff nowadays too yeah um yeah so tell me about super seven what do you know about that company i know super seven is who has the new japan license mm-hmm. and um i know that a lot of people would go on and reserve i don't know a lot about the but you know actually the new naito figure that's supposed to be coming out soon actually looks great um, yeah. there are other figures I'm, I, they released a series, but they always release them and they don't come out for like a year and a half. They really, really? delay a lot. Well, I, I mean, I'm looking at this Ishii. It's not as thick as Ishii really is, but yeah. a lot of the, uh, the features in this thing are really cool. And I'm sure this is how it is with Naito as well. You've got five different, uh, 10 different hands that you can put on them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You've got multiple heads, so I right. kinda, I'm, I'm sure with the Naito you have... Some of these elites come with multiple... Uh, a lot of the elites these days come with multiple heads as well. Um, 
Yeah, the Naito comes with a lot of outfits and stuff. I'm actually kind of thinking about getting that one. The series they did before had like Will Ospreay, which was a pretty decent figure. Okada. Um, the others are slipping my mind right now. But the Okada, like the face looked very like Barbie dolly, like Ken dolly. <laughs> but yeah. the, um, the uh... face for the Naito looks pretty decent. The Hiromu Takahashi, who's my favorite wrestler right now. I can't get it because it just doesn't look right. That's really? supposed to be out. You know, I'm, and honestly, I'm not feeling this Naito, man, like you are. I, I, I think it's. I think they, the face is a little off, but all the other stuff is awesome. Well, I love the hands. That is sick, man, because you can, like, do any kind of pose, you know. And it's got, like, from, from closed to slightly open to, you know, all the way to fully open. Oh, the ta- it, yeah, the, ta- the Tanahashi's pretty decent, too, that they did with the last series. And it's got him doing that, right? Yeah. So, excuse me. The uh, the eye, the eye kind of uh, move that right. he does. Where you he know the whole origin face. of the eye thing, right? I, I do. It's uh, okay, me- in Mexico, right? When they would talk about Tell Asian him to open people. His eyes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, kind of turn that into a gimmick. I do like that it comes with both belts. It comes with the Intercontinental and the IWGP. For Naito. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to order that one. So, it's probably like two, 40 bucks. It's not too expensive. You know, and you can put a t-shirt on him and pretend you're wrestling an eight-man tag, right? So Yes. And I he's mean, got the hat, too, that he can put on the ring post. And you can break his leg and pretend it's real life. So that's actually not funny. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Naito. We Ooh. love you, Naito. <laughs> I, I love you, Naito. I'm 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 uh, I'm really cheering for him. So that is Super Seven. I want to talk a little bit more about Japanese action figures. Um, what do you What do you know about the history of of the Japanese market at all? I I'm not much to be honest with you. So I talked to a guy or girl. Uh-oh. I'm gonna say them. Um, jump junk shop dog. Have you heard of of them? Junk. Shop dog. Junk no, shop not. dog. Um, junk shop dog seems to be the number one spot for Japanese action figure collecting and buying. Um, and if you go to their Instagram, wow, is it just full of just all the craziest stuff. Um, we're talking just all, all different eras. You get stuff from the Enoki era. You got stuff from back in the day. So I actually... I'm going to look it up. Okay. I actually hit up Junk Shop Dog, and I asked them, um, what, was the, what was the first Japanese action figure that he knows of? And he said that they were making soft vinyl JWA figures in the 60s in Japan. Wow. Yeah. So I'm imagining you had your Inoki and your Baba back then. Um, maybe, you know, I've seen a Ricky Dozan, but that was much later. You know, you've got Bruiser Brody figures that go for a lot of money nowadays from back in the day. Um, one of the coolest figures I saw was, I think it was a Toshiaki Kawada crystal clear plastic figure. And so, it, it, you know, it's different. But it's just kind of cool. It's like he looks like a god or something, you know? Did Did you get a look at it? I'm looking at some of the stuff on his Instagram, and it's pretty sweet. 
Yeah. And there's sometimes I love these. I think there's stuff they're doing. I think he makes um, they make figures too because he's got yeah, 3D like models. Yeah, like giant Baba one. Yeah. But I like it. I if you can execute something simple like this, but have a good likeness. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's what I kind of try and. I don't really attempt to. I mean, I, t- I attempt to, but don't really succeed. But I love the idea of simple shapes and patterns have giving a likeness to someone. Yeah, and, and, and you know what I mean. They're showing like the 3D models and stuff. So I think he's they are part of some group that is actually making them too. Um, I'm looking here at a FMW figure of a guy named Fuyuki Kodo, and in in katakana it says that he is macho body macho body so uh and that looks like a real old figure i mean it doesn't even have the card on the back it's just a plastic bag with the 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 label on top you know Hmm. um but there is just such cool stuff old school new japan stuff on here um ultimo dragon uh a lot of you know japanese mma type stuff and then you know your your four pillars there is a uh Satoshi Kojima that has that exaggerated style where the big head, big muscles and small legs, you know, and he's got, right. you know, his nose thing and he ha- he's got the triple crown titles and stuff. So it's pretty clear that Japan has had a whole history of action figures uh, just like we've had in America. And in fact, you know, we both know J- Japan is a figure collecting culture. That is a big deal there. And so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a, a pretty big market for a lot of this stuff um, down there. I'm looking at this Shinsuke Nakamura, and it looks nothing like him at all. At all. It's a Shinsuke <laughs> Nakamura as when he was, like, in 2007, you know? Right. So, um... So, but, you know, that I don't know a ton about the Japanese stuff. If you guys do... I'd love to hear it. My guess, Justin, is that the two biggest selling figures were probably Jushin Liger and Tiger Mask. There's a lot of... Um, I don't know if it's Super 7, but they make a lot... Uh, if you go on Ringside Collectibles, they have so many Liger figures that do actually look outstandingly incredible. I, let really? me see... Um, well, as a matter of fact, I can share my screen and show you because some of these figures are absolute just masterpieces um here we go can you see yep i can see that there so there's a ring slide exclusive they've got all the different versions huh yeah um isn't that beautiful oh yeah they've got like they've got the uh the silver chest with the big cape that's really cool. Beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Not a bad. Um, I, I have forty five dollars is not that terrible to me for that awesome figurine. And I mean, look, you get a lot of arms, the cape. Yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful. Do figure. Do they have a Keishin Liger? Um, I don't think so. Silver chest. Oh man, that's beautiful. I can't. Is that? I don't know what company this is though. Um, they have the black and gold. They have the green. Oh, the green one, dude. They, I think that they that have the debut. Cool. Oh, the old school Liger. This wow. one, will, this one will set you back. Uh, Sixty fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. But I wow. mean, that's a beautiful figure. You do his poses and stuff like that. 
It's we're looking at the old school original debut Liger, who in a way looks nothing like current Liger, except that he has a mask and a bodysuit yeah. on. Um, so so the, there's some great looking uh, figures in here, obviously. That uh, this is a good deal. You get a damaged package one. You're gonna open it anyway. Um, the black and gold Liger, broken horn, broken horn though broken horn oh yeah so that means oh his horn's broken dude see that yeah the figure's broke and they're still selling it for forty dollars dude yeah i think it's regular 59 or something but yeah here's all the new japan so i can give you an idea uh i've seen these ones over time because you know i follow new japan news and i've kind of seen them come oh look at the old school evil with the uh, yeah. giant it actually scythe. looks it looks pretty cool. I mean, they e- come Evil out of your has layer. a distinctive face though. Now that Jay White, and then here's some Hasbro style one. Jay White. I believe this is. I can't remember the company. Zombie Sailor, I think that makes these. Um, yeah. But they did a, uh, uh, you know, LJN style, and they've done some of like Hayabusa and Bull Nakano. Mmm. There's a whole world of this stuff that is just waiting to strip you of the money you have. <laughs> and by the way, um, I'm going to mention this just because it exists, but I'm not going to talk any further of it. Funko Pop exists. Anyways, moving on. Um, so, let's see here. I wanted to go over uh, just... There's two more things I wanted to talk about here. Um, first, mm-hmm. I wanted to go over the top five most valuable figures ever. Okay. And uh, see if you had heard of them or you, you uh, know about them. This is from the sportster.com, and it could just be clickbait, and it could be wrong. Right. Okay, it's one of those, but we're going to go with this today. Uh, number five, the WWF Hasbro Magazine Mail-Away figures. Okay, I think I've kind of heard of those. So, obviously, it was a, a male thing, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Bret Hart, Undertaker, and... Hulk Hogan. I've heard um, of the Bret Hart one being a very valuable, yes. The Undertaker was sold for 2850 mm. uh, The unopened Bret Hart went for more than 10000 so, I know the Bret Hart is the big one of those. Yeah, that... Uh, Bret Hart actually... A lot of his toys are, are in some of these more valuable things, but he's Bret Hart, you know? Um, yeah, one of the greatest ever. Number four is the Hart Foundation Tag Team Box. So you had Jim Neidhart and Bret Hart. This looks like old school guys. They're wearing their tag champs that are... Can you, can you share your screen with me? Yeah, sure. I'll do that. Yeah, I'd love to see here. those. Okay. We'll go here, share screen, and I'll... Sh- host disabled participant screen sharing. Oh, sorry. I have to go into my settings because I cannot okay. trust people. Um... What, 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 I mean, what, what, do you go in Zoom meetings where you just don't trust people to show you what's on there? It's, it's a... Work it's thing? A, well, the, I'm on the, uh, you know, my works one, yeah. so they don't... Defaultly, when they're going on with, you know, kids, Dude, they don't trust them. Yeah, you don't want anything like that happening so at all. So randomly sharing a screen with, uh, gee, God knows what. Of a private tab that you didn't close on accident. Um, Incognito. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, ready and host disabled. It still says, brother. Really? Mm-hmm. 
one participant at a time. Uh, okay, there we go. Okay. All right, I'll I'll throw my big screen on there. Yeah, yeah. Can you see that? Can you yes, see it? Yes, I can. Oh, yeah, I see it. I okay, see it. Okay, so there's the Heart Foundation tag team box here. And, and that, this... is that like a stamp? It looks like a stamp, the other one on the left. Is that the same... Oh, that's the packaging it came in. Okay. And these are the belts. Uh, made in 1986, dude. Wow. I know. Bret Hart, 1986. Go back up to see that number five. I want to see the mail-aways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, whoops. So, there you go. I definitely the... don't have the mail-away Bret Hart. At least I don't think so. Not yet, that is. Um, <laughs> well, please. Number and these things, uh, let's see. An opened box goes for 500, and an unopened goes from 800 to 1200. All mm. right, coming up next, number three, the Miss Elizabeth Purple Skirt by LJN. <laughs> um, wow, I mean, <laughs> widely remembered for her elegance, Miss Elizabeth played a crucial role in Macho, as we know, right? Um, yeah. one of the variants comes with the leather skirt, another comes with a gold skirt. Um, the other two, it says some of them are easy, but th this particular dress, uh, is the rare one and it went for 1800. So there you go. Next up is the one I was telling you about the macho man, LJN. Mm -hmm. And, you know, same, same costume as your macho man, but a different style of action figure. You like those cards on the LJNs, too, with the cartoon of Hulk Hogan beating up some jobber? Is that supposed to be Piper? Um, Maybe. I, 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 I'm not really a Hogan guy, but I think it's kind of cool and just totally 80s. It, it and totally, of the era. It definitely appeals to children, I'll tell you that. Um, And number one is that moon on belly Kamala. Right. Well, I think they skipped. I I, I want to say that the uh, one two three kid Hasbro green card is, is probably it? more valuable than those other, th uh, except for the Hasbro. Oh, okay. So there's some. Well, as I said, what's that Ultimate Warrior one? This is the Ultimate Warrior Jacks Pacific Limited Edition. Oh. Um, from two thousand. Um, yeah. Here's one I really mm. liked. Here it is the Corporal Kirchner. <laughs> Which can go up to twenty eight fifty. I like how it starts at seventy two. <laughs> I know it's all bad, bad. Uh, you know, uh, for some reason it's a favorite, and I'm not and really the one sure that, the, why. The on card one has no beard, and the loose one has a beard. <laughs> oh jeez, man. Okay, are you sure gonna... that wasn't the uh, Truth Commission? I uh, something might have happened there. Something wrong might happen there. Um, so Justin, how, how can people get into, into collecting action figures? Well, um, besides just start, buying them, it I depends mean, on where you want to start. I, 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 I kind of tend to open mine. I have a few closed, but, um, I would just start by just going after, you know, maybe your favorite wrestlers and who you know and just kind of going after and being specific with what you're looking for just so you do it in an economic way um maybe go on ebay and just do a wwe elite figure search loose mm. and see what captures your eye um and and nowadays and just kind you, of, can, you can pretty much find 
any wrestler from the 2000s on as an action figure, right? Except the major jobbers and some... I mean, I mean a lot of wrestlers have been made into figures, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could definitely pretty much find... You can find, like, uh, things... You can find a Nia Jax figure. You can find... Oh, yeah. A, There's actually the... the uh, uh, let me see if I can share it with you, but the Nia Jax figure they recently make is, like... Like, almost as good as... Uh, as the, the Io. Io Shirai. Um, let me see. Actually, yeah, this is the newest Elite series that's coming out. Ooh, um, I like that Rob Van Dam with the... Yeah. Uh, Ying I did yang. pre-order. I pre-ordered that one somewhere. Oh, the land of the rising. Either. No, I got it cheaper somewhere else. But um, the chase variant is this one, and it's been a little controversial because of the. Uh, oh, the rising because sun. of the rising sun and the imperialism yeah. and stuff. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I actually like the other outfit better, but uh, the new Sami Zayn, I'm kind of have my eyes on too. Ugh. No, but it looks pretty good. It looks good, but. That's just my my whole dislike of the character kind of puts me off, but hey. I love it. Uh, here, okay. I'll show you this new Naya. Like she makes a great figure. I mean, she's very toyetic. Toyetic, as they call it. Is that a new word, or is that yep. something they say in the industry? That's what they say in this industry is toyetic. Like, oh, she make you know, look at that. That does that's look very really, good, actually. Yeah. It looks great, right? That's a, that's a the, very good women's tag team title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that they, looks good, man. That's a that's a very well done figure. And, so, and Mattel... even you know they actually did her body pretty good too, um, where I feel like they could have kind of skimped to make her look different, and they actually made it look accurate, which is is pretty cool. Yeah, Mattel does a pretty good job overall. Um, do they really make a Dominic were... Mysterio toy, dude? Like, who's buying? They like, did. I, I I don't. I mean. There's some guys that just take forever to get figures. This one looks like Dominic Mysterio when he's 40. <laughs> like the face, like uh Oh jeez, dude. Yeah, like that I mean it's oh it my looks gosh. like him. It looks almost older. like a, a, like a Superman from the comics face. Yeah, I just don't buy him overall. Um, I, I I I don't buy him, brother. I don't oops, buy him. I think I just clicked on Daniel Bryan. They still have so his, but um, some more questions for the new people, Justin. Um, you know what 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 do you enjoy about the action figures? What what kind of joy does it bring to you to have the action figures and to get them? Obviously, you get a little dopamine when you buy stuff, but uh, why yeah. do you enjoy having the action figures? It's just the the nostalgia. Um, and a little bit is like when you have the grown-up money and you get to buy stuff that you didn't get to have mm. when you were a kid. Yeah. And um, by the way, if I ever, if you ever run into these for me, I'm looking for a Luchasaurus figure because this is probably <laughs> one of the best ones that this Jazzwares has made. The, the Luchasaurus is just that is awesome. a good-looking Luchasaurus. Look at that. They, it, it, you know, the tattoos are key to a lot of this, man. If they can get yeah. the tattoos good. They really nailed this one. They even have a, a two-pack with him and uh, uh, Jungle Boy. Oh, Where okay. he's on his shoulders. Like, yeah, they do a good job. Anyway, Did... um, you know, start simple. Start with the, you know, the guys you, that the, the people you like. or And just kind of uh, do you know, some searches. Pick say, up a few here and there. Say, uh, you know, 
definitely go with what you like, dude. Unless you're in yeah. this just for the money, <laughs> in which case you're buying something and you'll never open it anyways. And yeah, like a couple times I've like, oh, uh, the, they had a Vader figure come out that was kind of the New Japan style Vader, and they were a little hard to find for a minute, so I bought two of them, and I ended up selling the other one and basically made it like I got a free figure. So, um, you know, that's some stuff I've done. Uh, you know, I got this Stone Cold and Ric Flair Elites, uh, you know, uh, the yeah. Macho Man that we opened. I have the um, the Chase variant that I'm just going to hold on to for a while. And, you know, it, it's just, just go out, just start simple. Don't go out and buy a whole series of anything. Um, and just, just think about the looks and the, the type of guys you like and just go after them and, you know, go on eBay and, you know, cherry pick some, you can get some stuff for pretty decent prices. If you, you get lucky, you know, and I recommend too. You know, you don't have to you don't have to do this, but I recommend, you know, plan ahead a little bit and think to yourself like where you might be able to display the pieces because they make great little displays. Um figurines always make great little displays. I mean, I I don't have a lot of figurines, but you'll see in the background I have a whole smorgasbord of of anime posters from One Piece, all wanted mm-hmm. posters. Um and I like kind of the display of that. So, you know, th- think about if you buy your action figures, you know, it, it, is it something that you could, like, put up on a shelf and stuff and it looks cool there, you know? Um, doesn't mean you can't take it down, mess around with it, show it off to your friends and all that stuff. Most adults aren't going to play with the toys, okay? Let's be honest here. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, think about if it's something that could be a nice accent to your living environment. And, you know, after we looked at that uh, junk shop dog, I definitely want to grab a few things from there. I'd love to get a, a Misawa and a Kawada. So. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing, too, is don't buy this stuff with the intention of selling it or as an investment. Just get it to, you know, tickle that inner child. Treat and- it like that. And a final question: How are buyers? How should buyers avoid getting ripped off um, on the market? Well, there's lots of ways to do that. Um, uh, you know, fortunately, there's not like a big market for like counterfeit <laughs> figures or anything like that. But but um, I mean, you can check if, especially prices if you're from going after of- the. Yeah, you can. I say the first thing you really want to do is when you're looking at something is just go to eBay and you can actually go to the settings on a certain figure and just go to the, you know, and see how much they've actually sold for. Um, and cool. you can look up what they call the comps, the comparisons, and just like type in what you want and then just go to the settings to make it so you see what the sold for items go for. And that should give you an idea of the value for something that you're getting. Um, and just follow your gut a little bit with that stuff. But yeah, if you're going to fall for somebody selling you a, um, you know, a Kamala that's mint on card with the moon on it. Um, a lot of people have repainted that. I even saw it on an episode of Pawn Stars where someone brought in one of those Kamalas with the, and they had an authenticator come in and say, oh, somebody painted, uh, that on there. Oh, geez, that's terrible. So, So... just kind of use your common sense and if you're going that deep where you're like oh my god a kamal with the moon you're probably 
kind of beyond <laughs> you the probably know what stage. you're talking about already yeah you're probably beyond the better uh beyond the beginner stage anyway so you know hopefully you'll know better by then <laughs> what awesome. you're getting yourself into but um honestly just you know look at comparisons on ebay and all that if you're in that case of going but i would just start small like go to a some places like even like a marshall's or a big lots Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll carry, you know, some uh, elite figures on their clearance or whatever. And Just be careful be with patient. the dollar store, guys. Uh, five Below even, I think, has them. I have never been to one of those. But just be patient and, you know, don't get something just to get it. You know, I would stick to your favorite guys for a while and then kind of expand from there. Cool. Uh, and maybe if there was one you liked when you were a kid, see if you can find it like I did with the Bret Hart Hasbro. Yeah. And, you know, just have your limits. Great advice, Justin. I appreciate all your knowledge in this episode. And I think it's been a good one. This has been our longest episode thus far, I believe. Almost really? two hours, looks like. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So. And I just want to also say, like, I'm not an expert in this. There's people that are... I only have probably about 40 figures or so. I There's people that have thousands. So... Do you have Please anyone you want to shout out on Instagram that may be like wrestling action figure aficionados at all? Well, I know that, you know, Chick Foley, um, her and her husband, um, Sheena Phelps. And we watch wrestling podcast, Seth, right? Yeah, they don't really collect figures, but okay. uh, actually the Chick Foley podcast, they have a lot of stuff with figures. Um, the guys on the Turnbuckle Tavern they collect figures they even have like a fig night podcast where they talk figures and then this junk um, shop dog for sure for the japanese stuff right right but these are the guys that they go out and they buy pretty much every mattel that comes out okay yeah they have and the they money to get just... the super sevens they get the, the zombie sailors they get pretty much everything okay. that comes out um so th- those are the good places to go for knowledge and those people know way more than i do and i've even consulted them on certain things like for example the bret hart ultimate edition i have i bought it probably three or four months ago for 40 or 50 bucks which might have been a lot because it was a little bit of retail Mm -hmm. now when i go on ebay they go for at least 150 oh geez and i have a super min on card one so you Mm. know that was a pretty decent purchase by me and that's one i can't open because of that (laughs) and i got a super mint on card one and um, it uh, has a protector, so a shell. Awesome, man. Well, unless there's uh, anything else you wanted to add, I think we can send this one home, Justin. Yeah, I think we're, we're good on this. Um, yeah. uh, thank you, everybody. Um, we didn't shout out our contact info, so in fact, Justin, yeah. I'm gonna add that. I'm gonna add that post. So okay, I'll uh, I'll get that in there, and I have audio of you saying your contact. So oh it'll right, be fun. right, cool. So all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Wrestling and, and we will see you guys later. Yeah. <laughs>